Welcome everyone, episode 10 of the Half and Half podcast. Woo! Woo! We've made, say hi. Hi. This is my roommate's girlfriend, if you want to introduce yourself or not. Anonymous. She's awesome and she's supporting. But yeah, 10 episodes of my podcast. Would you like to say anything about that real quick? Go Jay. Thank you. Now, episode 10. Hello. Woo! We're here. I'm alive. I never would have thought would have made it to 10 episodes, but consistency is key. No, for real. I've been hella consistent with it for once. I keep like for people that keep up with the episodes, I'd be talking about consistency a lot and how I haven't been doing that shit. But it's, it's, it's here. It's here. So, for the 10th episode, I have brought on a guest. You may have heard him from a previous episode, or if you're new, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Nestor. Welcome back, Nestor. Thank you, thank you. Everyone's favorite cripple. Yes, man. I no am, I'm actually crippled, so it's okay. I could make that joke. Don't hell feel yeah. You can't cancel him about that type of stuff at yeah. least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I almost got ran over yesterday. I would have made a lot of money out of it, but it didn't happen. Get that bread. <laughs> but yeah, I hope everyone is doing well. You know, about to start the next week, the first week of April. Time is flying by. School is giving hell but yep. we're vibing um how are you doing bro loki a hot mess just loki mm-hmm. shit's been hitting the fan as of late mm-hmm. you know losing potential friends but hey if it happens it happens if it doesn't cool mm. you know i I've got, i got a good support system oh, yeah oh yeah how about you how are you holding up um, you know it is up and down that's been 2022 a lot um it's been more of an up right now which has been nice i had some exams the previous week and did decent on them and then let's fucking go you know we hung out went to parties and stuff like that caught up with people met some new people Mm -hmm. um saw some things we may or may not have wanted to see during that like time you know people getting drunk and wasted and crying their hearts out but that is also a part of you know the good times that come involved with drinking and stuff like that but that's fine catching up on rest doing i guess normal things again trying to stay consistent with the gym the podcast and school for once (laughs) for once for once yeah you know who needs a degree yeah, I mean you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> I don't, dude. I'm too fucking. I'm gonna. I paid tens of thousands of dollars to not drop out. Mm. Seven more classes, and I'm fucking done. No, I'm just gonna rely on this podcast for my currency. <laughs> Jeremiah Hargraves Foundation. Oh my please God. donate. I need better audio quality. <laughs> BTS Foundation, please donate. Oh yeah, no, for real. <laughs> but so we've checked in with each other. But there is a lot of underlying stuff within, you know, I guess, uh, how we've been these past weeks. And I guess what we really want to go over 
this week is mainly just emotional capacity. Basically, how much, I guess, one can take on the emotional level when it comes to maybe, like, how, like, much reciprocation, how much, like, someone is willing to improve themselves or, like, listen and take said advice and to take those steps to move forward regarding, you know, their SLs, loved ones, or just with friends, you know? So, I guess... You're very excited about this before we started recording, so I'm gonna let you, you know, bro, get into it. (laughs) You saw me fucking break down earlier today. Like Mm -hmm. I'm already past my emotional capacity, Mm -hmm. and it just seems to be like an easy topic since Mm -hmm. we're kind of on that. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely good to know your limits, Mm -hmm. and when you pass them, and try not to pass them, or Mm -hmm. else you'll be a hot mess. Mm -hmm. I currently am. Mm. You know. You know, like, just one stress kind of, like, it's just a wave. No, not even a wave, but just an actual roller coaster of the emotions from, like, being really, really fucking good to really, really fucking shitty mm-hmm. to just, like, circles all over the place. That'll and do it to you. Eventually, one single thing was just enough to make you... The straw that broke the camel's back. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've witnessed that quite often this year. My good friend, his existential crisis road trip. Mm. Because a single person was the straw that broke the camel's back, and now I have to deal with the aftermath. Mm. So that shit's rough, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's hard seeing all the aftermath and then still wanting to be friends with them. Mm. You know? Especially, like, when it's with people that you considered some of your closest friends for Mm. at least five years minimum, you know? Okay. Like, they've seen me at my lowest. I've seen them at their lowest. You know, I've seen them at their high peaks and stuff like that. But, like, seeing my friend just kind of break down over it constantly, almost on a near date regular basis whenever we hung out in person or even on discord yeah it it it, it does take a toll on you mm-hmm. even though i'm not the one that got dumped in the relationship just seeing him go through like whoa, like why am i here yeah like what is life why do why why doesn't it have any meaning you know mm-hmm. it, it it's frustrating and it's like i wish i could do more but mm. you can't do much they got to figure that shit out on their own. No, for real. Yeah, that's currently where I'm at. Just kind of like relaxing, trying to mm-hmm. recuperate my brain, figure out, rationalize everything, which is not going so well. Okay, I see. So, you know, you've, you've just talked about your emotional capacity. And for myself, I still feel like I'm, I guess, trying to figure that out. And... All I know is that I don't have a, a small emotional capacity, which, you know, basing on that, like, observation, my inference is that I have the latter, a larger emotional capacity, yeah. which could be a good or potentially bad thing. Good because, you know, I'm going to be able to handle, like, probably deeper and longer, like, emotional choices, decision-making, arguments, stuff like that. 
but that could also be um, seen as the bad because um, one don't know that limit yet and two like people need like breaks and people need those moments of recu- recuperation and if I'm just constantly just going in there and not taking that break I'm, I'm most likely gonna break down yeah. one day or the other just randomly because I never took that time to yeah. you know step back and you know realign which is something I've been learning I've been trying to take those steps back and trying to focus on myself more to understand myself more to gain more of that ground but there's only so much I can do by myself yeah with a lot of that shit you know I'm gonna have to experience it with an SO or with you know actual like situations and issues regarding other people and that just comes at the most random times when you're never ready like what you went through today like you weren't you weren't expecting that at all and now we're here bro just seeing my friend the day before so relieved and like happy you know finally figuring out like what he needs to work on and then less than 24 hours later down in the dumps because he found out his now ex who i'm also friends with for multiple years is trying to get back together with her very toxic master manipulator really of an ex-boyfriend just seeing him just straight up break down again really like was enough to make me snap for sure for sure like it started off was just like a dang i'm not surprised kind of funny how mm-hmm. it happened again but like the more it settled in the more upset that i received oh, and then course. seeing him be like i still gotta be there for my niece thinking like oh he has that ideation that yeah i don't agree with it just broke me really mm-hmm. especially how like upon like my own illnesses that i have to deal with and then accommodations and then hearing about the same thing for months and months on end from him it 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 just wore me down Mm -hmm. you know and here i am but hey you know i know my limits and like right now i i can't talk to him Mm -hmm. i I love him to death don't worry like he's seen he's walked me out of the clubs drunk i did the same (laughs) thing with him you know i've took care of him when he decides to slide down railings and bust his ass in hand you know mm-hmm. blacked out drunk by the way he didn't even remember that yeah and it was everything like that it's like he uh, he's a four-lifer i guess mm-hmm. easier way to put it for sure but like right now my emotional capacity is beyond gone mm. and i don't want to talk to him for the time being yeah because i need to have that mental reset and like focus on school for mm. a little okay but yeah, like I literally agree with what you're saying because that would that would do it to me too. I feel like, or I wouldn't say like, like get me at my emotional capacity, but like I would definitely like, you know, feel those emotions that you were feeling if, you know, someone close to me were going through the same thing. Like, we've seen it. We've had friends that have gone through ugly breakups. Take that time to heal themselves. Take that time to learn from it just to see that their ex is like possibly doing better than them or 
see their ex talking to someone else and then they're taking five, ten steps back from what they were trying to get to or what they were, you know, uh, right at that breakup, you feel. so. It, it's a lot of discipline, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I believe the best way to get over any kind of relationship, regardless if it's, like, a significant other or even just a friend, completely cut them out, you know? If you need to block the number, go block the number if mm-hmm. you want. Like, same thing with social media, you go and follow them. Or if it's really bad and you don't want to see anything with them, go ahead and block. Yeah. But it takes a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of, uh, I'm going to just throw it all the way over there mm-hmm. and forget about it. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. But that shit's rough. Yeah. And that and that usually works for most people. And again, for me and Esther, you know, we have our similarities, we have our differences. And we've been through a hell of a life, lives, mm-hmm. and... You know, we learned what has worked for us. So, yeah, Nestor is saying, like, you know, distancing is probably the best option. And usually most of the time, I would agree with that. But, like, in my case, like, usually I may distance. Or for some people in my life, I've faced it head on. Like, I've went up to them after said, like, distancing or said, like, unfriending to try and have that conversation with them. And for me, it's like that hurdle that I try to jump over. And once I can lose that like anxiety around them, whatever negative feelings I have towards that person, you know, it just it it does like way less because again, I've jumped over that hurdle. They aren't like that mental, you know, hindrance to me anymore. And now I can move on and potentially maybe still be just acquaintances with them. But also going back to Nestor's point, like, you can still achieve that with distancing. It will just take a lot more discipline and a lot more time. (laughs) Like, for me, it's usually I already tried all the other options to make Mm. things work. And it's to the point where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. then I just... Yeah, yeah. And so, and hence why I'm like, I just block on my... I go straight cold turkey. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? An old, old person that I used to be friends with. Uh, I ran into him at a place called Fukumimi. It's a ramen shop a little bit down, further down on Tropicana. Really good. Really really good ramen, by the way. Noted. Really good. Noted. Better than Jinya. Anyway. (laughs) And Shoku, by far. Um, I ran into him as I was like talking to, while I was hanging out with a friend there. And he was trying to be like all buddy buddy, and mm. like I was just like, yeah, ha ha ha, you know, like oh that's cool, yeah. Hey, it's good talking to you. Mm-hmm. Trying to go back to eating, and like I had quite the history with him, as in like I got close to his ex. Mm. I mean, this was. I guess kind of shitty, but also he was pretty shitty to her, and she just kind of gravitated to me. Mm. But then, like, kind of went full-blown stalker mode, blew everything out of her proportion, would get mad if she was by me, or even, like, in the same vicinity as me. Mm. And it got to the point where I'm like, I'm sorry, but I tried helping her. Mm. I tried helping him, Mm -hmm. but I can't do it. And so... Therefore, I blocked both of them. Mm-hmm. And like from what I've heard, he says he's over it. And I'm like, you know what? I am over it too. But that doesn't mean I want to associate myself with you. 
Mm, okay. Because so far, everyone in my past has caused me issues, and the one person who I brought back and rekindled a friendship with from the past is causing a lot of issues, mm. you know, and mm. I'm at my limit with her, mm. you know, so that's where I usually say, like, you know, just go cold turkey and cut everything. Okay. It's hard, but if you have the discipline, then it's probably the most effective way. Okay. So since you, like, talk about, like, discipline then and how you've, you know, allowed someone back into your life, yeah. so do you ever question, like... Or do you ever have, like, those regrets of letting said person back into your life? Or is this, like, it's lesson learned and, you know, you'll move forward from it? Or would you, like, go back um, and undo it? With this said person? Yeah. I still cared for them. You okay. Know? They were a good friend and helped me out at my lowest point mm-hmm. at that time, you know. Kind of like this was like when I first just barely got into therapy, barely got on meds and actually started working on myself, you know, Mm -hmm. but due to like some circumstances where like, yo, I like you, but mentally fucked in the head to even want to date Mm -hmm. you. For sure, for Uh sure. Peace. And then, you know, hence crazy manipulative Mm -hmm. boyfriend, ex, ex, maybe now boyfriend. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's like she stopped talking to me when they got together and that's fine Mm -hmm. whatever i distanced myself anyway and then just out of respect that's what the history that we had together Mm -hmm. and then like when they broke up actually broke up it reached out we hung out fourth of july Mm -hmm. tt pubs happy hour by the way 50 percent off drinks not sponsored okay not sponsored Maybe in the future. Maybe uh, in the future. <laughs> please. No, <laughs> but no. They ha- it's a pretty chill mm. pub. Not going to lie. Um, but I'm like catching up with her. It was great, you know. Mm-hmm. But then seeing her just kind of lead on two of my closest friends, you know, who are like brothers to me, family at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. It It's hard wanting to associate do i regret it no um if you know she decides no i'd rather just go ahead and talk to my ex and work things out again over trying to rekindle good friends from that she had from the past that's on her you know i honestly think that guy's a piece of shit and he's proven to be a piece of shit on multiple occasions but i guess stockholm syndrome Stockholm syndrome is a thing. Is probably Big the best thing. Way. So yeah, so like if it doesn't work out, that's fine by me. I have come to terms with whatever option or like whatever decision has been made, you know. Because mm. like at this point, I I don't need that. I don't need to see the aftermath of their decisions as little Sonic guy mm. from many years ago on Volume said. You know, sometimes I still, I reference that, but like, I'm so old that people don't get it. And it makes me a little sad because it's such like a great video, you know? Mm. But like, yeah, so it's just like, I'm dealing with the aftermath of like how she fucked over a couple of friends and she doesn't understand why. 
he's gonna ruin our friendship if she decides to stay and it's like that's just the capacity i barely have to tell her but mm. i'm pretty much done i'm like i'm i'm trying to be as nice as possible without yeah. saying you're a dumb bitch you don't you don't want to be the aggressor in this situation and you know you're being the bigger person and you know you've been the bigger person a lot of times and when you are when you have to constantly be the bigger person in so many situations with the same people you got to move on from those people because you can't be taking that moral high ground all the time i mean of course that is like the good thing to do and mm -hmm. the best thing to do most of the time but if you're constantly like in that position every time and you know it's kind of like oh this is the normality like oh they fuck up and i gotta make up for it oh they fuck up i gotta look after them all the time yeah you don't you don't want those type of people in your life because like you said you two of your closest friends got fucked over by said person and it has caused you to you know reach your emotional capacity or even push past it and become more drained and breaking down compared to you know what you usually are at and again because you've been through that so many times it's been like impacting you more and more and it's like i guess a good way to to say it, it's like it's kind of like shaving away from your emotional capacity yeah like same person the way i've noticed it like usually stuff like this doesn't affect me to the point where i'll like actually have a mental breakdown but like past couple of weeks has just been again a huge roller coaster as i'm like you know with my condition i'm like well, I, were there ever be like a treatment out there that'll help me get a fraction of my life back or like will a medical professional actually take me seriously and believe that like my physical issue is real and not just in my head and dismiss me without even trying to listen to what I say to being really excited to get my own auditing and who I want to be there and try to be a good role model when he like when he needs it or just in general, you know, especially how like I'm much older compared to most others you know and dealing with all bullshit to realizing oh wow i like a certain person a lot more than i thought and want to pursue something finally breaking that mental barrier of i'm fine being alone mm -hmm. you know like I'm, I'm willing to pursue something and then having the worst edible trip of my life <laughs> to just limit testing yeah to like seeing a friend again go from so happy to mm. uh, bad ideations um in less than 24 hours it was just a lot to take in it's such amount small amount of time i'm it caught me off guard it mm. really did mm -hmm. and you know and so as it would with anyone yeah like you know you see you see your friend coming off the highest of highs just to be knocked off their pedestal right away and it's just like Whoever, like, fucking did that to you, like, you gotta check them, like, what, what's what's going on with them, the fuck, like? <laughs> like, it genuinely hurt me, like, seeing him just make so much progress in, like, the three weeks he was gone, off road tripping on his own, doing what the fuck he ever wants mm -hmm. to do, respectfully, of course. Yeah. Um, to just a hot mess again. Yeah. You know? Like... That's fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. And it... It definitely makes me question, like, why? Uh-huh. Trying to understand the rationale behind this person's 
Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Because like you keep saying, or like what you told me earlier was how said person has been into similar relationships like the ex they are going back to right now. And, you know, hearing about that, you know, it's just the same thing over and over again. And I talked about this last week with, like, deja vu and, like, same results. And, you know, this person is getting similar results and not doing or acknowledge or maybe acknowledging it to some degree, but not doing shit about it. And, you know, when you aren't doing anything about said issues, said problems in life, you know, either you're being complacent or, like, you know, content, I guess, with no one should be content with that, but it seems like this person is content with that type That's of stuff. what they're comfortable with, you know? Yeah, and, you know, not afraid to go outside of their comfort zone, which, again, reiterating, they're being con- content with where they're at, and or just contempt with just who they are or what person, people they want to be with, and, you know, just really shows the lacking of self-love, self-worth, and the amount of just, I guess, escapism and realizing they have to do for themselves in order to get to somewhere they want to be. But again, if this is where they want to be, then it's just it's, it's kind of sad. It's yeah. just sad, but you know, you can't do anything about it yeah, at that point. <laughs> I don't, like, I kind of look back just a little on, like, I know I'm going, I'm like currently a hot mess because, you know, I'm at a vulnerable point once in my life. It's been a minute, to be honest. Uh, day before Thanksgiving was the last time. Fuck that doctor. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, what was I saying? But even though like I'm at roughly 25% functionality according to like the uh, graph that was shown of given about my condition. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm actually thriving a lot more than most that thriving a lot more than like the average abled bodied mm-hmm. person. Okay. You know, like you've seen how I am, you know, still doing things. I mean, it doesn't look like I'm not 25% functional. Mm-hmm. Well, I really am. I'll be real. I can't, I, I haven't written anything in forever. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Other than like new patient paperwork. I could barely do that. Yeah. Okay. Without getting a burning sensation in my arms, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, even then, like my mental overall has been good besides tonight, because again, I'm at my limits without even realizing it. So, mm-hmm. but no. And then like, kind of reliving the past of like seeing the bullshit that I used to deal with back then but those bad friends like they were bad friends and mm-hmm. some of it because some of it's because it's my fault some of it wasn't you know you know sometimes I'm actually the villain sometimes I'm not and that's fine yeah but um it, it kind of had like that little PTSD trauma that mm. just kind of kicked in I'm like oh no I'm kind of losing functionality now like how, how do I how do I breathe kind of thing you know mm-hmm and so it really did push me past the limit. For sure, for sure. And again, like, I guess, like, I keep reiterating it, but, like, it is very important. Like, you know, you really want to have people in your life that won't do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and yeah. just seeing that 
hearing it from you know the messenger and just having all the description having my own experiences with this type of bullshit you know just it is very important of the people you surround yourself with and it just it goes back to you know now you're you're realizing that you know you could care less about said person like don't don't get me wrong don't get me wrong um I made the decision to rekindle that mm-hmm. uh, friendship. She did not deserve it whatsoever, mm-hmm. you know? Especially how I was kind of, like, after sometimes I was just thrown to the side mm-hmm. after focusing on myself a little. And, like, I really improved, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, she she doesn't deserve my friendship, but I still willingly gave it a shot. One thing she was like, I promise I won't let you go through that shit again. And ends up doing it anyway it's just she doesn't notice it because she's not actively there to see it mm-hmm. you know and that's what makes it hard is because she thinks everything is fine while i'm here like the dog taking it like with a mug in his hand saying this is fine when everything's on fire mm-hmm. and for her it's like oh it's fine okay yeah. you know and it's like it's not mm-hmm. it's not fine yeah. and that that would definitely mess with your emotional capacity because, you know, then you can go into just how relationship how relationships work, the amount of reciprocation one puts in. Is it a one-sided or unrequited type of, like, relationship? Is it, like, 60-40, that type of stuff? Like, and it seems based off, like, what you're saying, like, you, even if it, like, doesn't show, you know? Yeah. You are definitely, like, putting more effort even if you're just like there you know compared to said person and while this person is just you know you recognized it just you know using you when they're in need you feel and that is the first step and i think that is what is helping you with like being able to move forward from said person because you've had those realizations and now you know with those realization it's all realizations it's all about taking those next steps and you have better people in your life already. Oh, yeah. You'll meet better people along the way. 100%. And when it comes to those type of people that you have or will have in the future, now you can look at the reciprocation. And you can probably highlight that more because I'm pretty sure you you want more equal like reciprocation when it comes to like a social end, the more personal end, emotional and mental aspects yeah. of life. Wow. And it really will, you know maybe stabilize your emotional capacity or possibly increase it so you could be able to take in more loads of information, emotional information. I don't think I want to carry more emotional information. <laughs> I do, like, like, I do what I want. Of course. Fully, yeah. But, like, dude, it was a hot mess, man. Mm-hmm. Like, currently going through the motions of expressing how I felt with mm-hmm. this person only for them to kind of be like well you don't know what i've been through like losing all my friends and only having my ex when like he's already apologizing and like trying to work things out with me which has been the thing for like three years now so but like it's like again i get it it's your between you guys but because of you deciding to get back with him maybe or work things out 
you've hurt literally the guy that your parents felt most comfortable with you being with and mm-hmm. genuinely liked to someone that they don't feel comfortable that you've had issues with for multiple mm-hmm. years now you know and so it, it it's frustrating seeing that in a person especially when i've been friends with them for years and i've had the history and then seeing how she treats an actual good guy mm-hmm. it it, it's hard wanting to keep in contact with them mm-hmm. you know but uh, i guess i could try working something out but like also at the same time it's more like look i know i'm doing like that it's either him or me but like mm-hmm. you've tried multiple times with him and like when will you realize that your actions have <laughs> consequences <laughs> one more time one, one more time. time okay hold on let me fucking wait for it Wait for it. I wonder how that guy is doing now. Oh, last time I checked, he was actually in college. Dang. Yeah, dude. We're old. Oh, you're always fucking old. We're old. Oh, but my like, gosh. <laughs> joke, like, memes aside, though. Yeah. It, it's like... It... She doesn't realize the aftermath of those decisions, you know. No, I'm just kidding. And I think that's the frustrate. What frustrates me is because, like, the moment someone says, "Oh yeah, I'm doing good," she thinks, "Oh, you're doing good, cool." So nothing's going wrong, and it's like there's a fucking fire pit burning down a warehouse behind them. Of like, this is not okay, you know. And I, I don't know. It, it's like, bro, mm-hmm. you're you're indirectly making me not want to talk to you because of how you treated my good friends and i want to be friends with you but if you're going to continue like this that there's no point for me to still talk to you you know damn and again it's like it's like i said you know this person has repeated their same mistakes over and over and over and over and over and over again. And sadly, you had to be in, like, the background, like, soaking it all in, basically, you feel? And now you have, you're like a sponge with all, like, this toxic information. And I feel like tonight was, like, finally the night that you were able to, like, release all that. And, oh, dude. you know, not all of it's out yet, of course, because, you know, you still have some ways to go. But, again, first step, start in the right direction. Now we're here trying to let more of that out. Mm-hmm. So you potentially, you know, won't have to worry about it in the near future, which goes to what I wanted to say earlier. Like, you know, you saw how your friend was so happy and so sad in, like, the span of, like, 12 hours type beat. Less um, than 12 hours, dude. Yeah. Actually less than 12 hours. And, you know, you... I guess the one positive from that is, I guess, it happening right away. Because you wouldn't want him to make all this progress down the line a couple months later, then see said person, and imagine the amount of leaps and bounds in the ba- in the wrong direction that he would take, you know? So rather, I guess... It may hurt a lot now, and, you know, he's going to take his time, of course, maybe another three weeks. <laughs> Bro, he has the money for it. Uh, like, I shoot you now, he probably will do it again. No, for but, real. But, like, I don't want to put D&D in a hiatus, you know? So, 
you know, it's gonna hurt now, but give it a little time, some time and effort, of course, mm-hmm. and he'll be back or slowly on his way back mm-hmm. to where he's at now rather than later because, again, you wouldn't want him to go through all this growth and self-love again just to be knocked down and pushed back farther because he's just starting the journey of like getting back to himself. Imagine like he was almost there and then he got knocked down. Then you're back to stage one. Yeah. It was like it, it would leave a lot more emotional scars because, you know, you've done so much to improve yourself just to see that one thing fuck you over rather than he he's done things to improve himself but not as much as like two three months down the line so it's it has that impact of course but he still has he can still make up for lost time when it comes to that growth oh yeah just hard to control his emotions and that's something it takes time you know it takes time to learn how to control them and mm-hmm. not be like very irrational. Sometimes it happens, you know. You've held me back just a little mm-hmm. tonight, because mm-hmm. yeah, I probably would have gone off on this said person. I w- I really want to, I really do, but like I know that's not gonna make any situation any better, you know. And so it, it's it's a work in progress, and like for me, this is just a small cakewalk. I'll be fine in due time. I'm not worried about myself. Kinda. I'm more and more worried about like, oh, like, if we do stay friends, are you really done with that guy? You know? And if she isn't, then whatever, dude. I've done my share. Whatever happens, whatever the outcome is, that's on her. And, you know, I can't control it. You know, as much as I want to control on, like, what she can do to improve her in her life, it's not going to work until she realizes it, acknowledges it, and works on it, which is a lot to do, you know? A lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of trial and error, a lot of, you know, going to people to seeing what works and what doesn't work, a lot of trying to balance that and not getting lost in your own thoughts and (laughs) you know it's you you have to with a lot of these things you have to get it down to a a t you gotta get it to the most minute minuscule details and then even then it might not even work yeah what was it i remember one time back in high school this one girl led me on hard and then at one point she was a grade above me. I was a junior. She was a senior when I was close to her. And eventually admitted, yeah, I was just using you. Sorry. I'm like, yeah, I kind of figured I didn't really want to date you, even though I liked you. Because, yeah. And then after that, she just ghosted me. And so, like, for a good while, it really fucked me up. But back then, I was a little bitch anyway. So, um, but no, like, every, like, maybe once a year for like three years or something like that, I would run into her. And at first, it was just a rush of anxiety. Like the first encounter, well, maybe it was more than like once a year. But anyway, um, the encounters at first, it was like, oh my God, anxiety was off the roof. And then eventually just 
throughout time just kind of died. And so the last time I saw them was at the link. Did not feel anything. I was just like, whatever. And she seemed excited to, and happy to see me, but I'm like, away from a distance. Goodbye. You know. But what about you, Maya? What what are, what what what's an emotional capacity? Ooh. What's the limit for you? I guess. Like I said before, I don't really know the limit yet. Mm-hmm. But some things that will really like get me there is, I guess, ignorance and people just not listening because I will be that ear for people and I would be that quote-unquote therapist for people mm-hmm. and they will come to me for advice and you know they're venting and I'm taking my time and energy to try and understand them yeah and you know I give them advice and they're like sure thanks next thing you know a week later they come back and it's like Oh, I'm going through the same thing. Did you Back take my, my advice? Did you take my advice? No. Yeah. I'm now I'm just like, <sighs> no. Yeah. Just to let you know, I do appreciate you. Yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. You know, for me, it was like tonight was just more of a dude. I'm broken. <laughs> just let me be for some time. Make sure I don't like fucking snap at someone. You know, start fighting. You know, because that that never ends well. You know. Yeah. You know, because. I've had to... Can you repeat that? Actually, that last part one more time. It was about, like, never stop, what? Wait, what? You were, like, something about fighting or what? Oh, yeah, like, helping me, like... Because mm. I was at, like, the point of, like, really wanting to fight. Just, like, I want to fight someone. But, like, you kind of be more mm. calmed down. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm. <sighs> you know? Well, yeah, you know, you when it comes to stuff like this, I'm pretty sure that the person that you're talking to is already on the more emotional and more vulnerable end since they're getting back with a toxic ex and they're finally you finally exposed them for the damages they've done so now they're you know noticing everything and hopefully 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 they're (laughs) acknowledging it uh, hopefully I, i don't know they haven't responded so we'll see let's just Hope they do something about it. <laughs> yeah. That's what all we can hope for. But yeah, since they're on that more vulnerable end, you being more aggressive and I guess lashing out would, you know, just increase their uh, emotional, how emotional they are while making them more defensive. And then, you mm-hmm. know, then they're probably going to go back at you yeah. and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, you showed me the text messages and they were already starting to do that a little bit with the guilt tripping and trying to put it on you for not emphasizing with them for what they're going through, you feel like. <laughs> me an empath realizing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a good idea to go back with an ex. No, it's not. Don't. Please don't do that. I mean, do what you want, but personally, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, it's like, I like, it's just hard, you know, because, again, like, what can you do when they're so dense-headed, mm-hmm. you know, even drilling probably won't make a dent into the skull, <laughs> yeah. because it's just that hard-headed, yeah. fucking harder than Tanjiro's head. Oh, no, literally, bro. Literally. Literally. 
<sighs> Stubborn. That's a headbutting in upper upper six <laughs> and surviving, bro. That's Literally. a one hard head. Uh, that's another topic for another time. Because <laughs> I could go on about how stubborn people are, but you know we really wanted to keep that topic of emotional capacity. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick five minute break just to you know use the restroom and stuff like that, and we shall be back. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We are back. Well, hello. So. What I really want to bring up for the second half of the episode, we've been talking about like emotional capacity a lot, and I I want to stray away from I guess the situation that we've been mainly talking about. So, have there been I guess any times where someone in your life has I guess lowered your emotional capacity or? help like it expand to the point where you can handle more emotion not like you you're like taking in more emotion but like certain things won't like drain you as like you know much as they used to you feel um dude i had like five different situations pop in my head to be honest uh what was it what's the most prominent one (laughs) back when i was younger i i was pretty like emotional and like involved with all my friends issues especially how they came to me for fucking advice now i'm just like look here this is how i view it this is how i would approach it take it or leave it mm. oh it didn't work out because he did the opposite or i said sucks it sucks there, yeah you know? there. simple as um, that <laughs> so like definitely i it's it's gotten lower mm-hmm. and like an old high school friend old 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 uh, i no longer talk to her um but they were definitely someone that has a lot of well, basically a walking red flag mm-hmm. like not even a small one i mean a giant one yeah both just like friendship even significant otherwise mm-hmm. and i can't fault her for that because mm-hmm. growth toxic household abusive household yeah used K-drama mm. in order to like kind of cope, get away from the reality mm-hmm. she grew up in. And so kind of has like the main character syndrome, mm. best way to put it. Yeah, And so like Eric tried to have everything K-drama-like, uh-huh. you know, like the female character in a K-drama getting carried in the rain, spinning, and then just like, oh, things are bad, but then they're good, but then bad, and then, oh, it's really good now, therefore, everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah, no, it was a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the more, the more I see her throughout the years of being friends, the more, I, it's, like, apparent, especially with an old, like, uh, an acquaintance kind of buddy, not really, we don't talk that much, mm-hmm. but she did lead him on for years mm. and will openly kiss other dudes with him in front while like she'll say oh i love you and then it for was sure. it was fucked up until i looking back at it now holy fuck how did i even deal with it mm-hmm. but like it got to the point where like i kind of had i went through my own existential crisis mm, not okay. like from you know dealing with her mm-hmm. just to let you know my tolerance was significantly higher back then mm-hmm um 
I was young and dumb, so <laughs> I was working in a uh, party city. You don't have to censor that. Um, no, yeah, we talked about it before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're ugh, horrible customers. It's stressful. And then going to school full time. I think like 15 credits or yeah, 15 credits at the time. So five classes and then just dealing with other people's dramas that they like to come to me because I was the therapist, mm-hmm. but no one would listen to me when I needed help. And so I just kind of snapped because mm-hmm. uh, another old high school friend who I'm still friends with. Okay. I love her. You know, she's thriving, I think, hopefully, but like met a guy mm-hmm. Started dating like literally a week later and then was like, oh, I love him. And then that kind of made me snap. And then I just left all the group chats that we had. Mm. So that was like my limit. And I went on a hiatus from that old friend group for a good while. Yikes, for sure. And going back to like the primary old friend, Mm. um, she kind of tried to make it about herself. Mm. on oh, unfollowed me uh, everywhere yeah. and everything like that uh i we all of us in that friend group sat down and talked it out apparently she doesn't remember anything about the conversation like look i'm willing to give start over but i i just need space because mm-hmm. at one point she just started completely ignoring me and yeah. so it's like mm-hmm. what the fuck yeah i dealt with your shit for four years and this is how it ends mm. so i was like whatever but no and so, but like because of this of her, uh, it's definitely has gone down the drain. And then like every now and then, my friend that I still talk to of like almost ten years mm-hmm. kind of gives me updates in the friend group. And apparently, they're still everyone in that friend group is still shocked that she still talks to me. Okay. And so, but like it, it's gotten to the point where she says a little too much, my anxiety just shoots off the like up the roof, and I'm like, okay, mm. we're done, we're done. Mm. Ah. You're done. You're done. You're done. Kind of thing. But like every now and then it's like, how are they doing? They're mm-hmm. doing good? Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so like, I mean, I've ran into that person a couple of times throughout the years. And actually most recent was like probably three weeks ago at a sweet cafe. Mm-hmm. Really cute cafe. I'll, I recommend it. Good study place too. For and sure. A little For sure. cute date. Well. Oh, no. I was there studying and working on D&D stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, and I heard the door open and looked and I kind of stared at her. I was like, huh? Dun, dun, dun. And then it clicked. I'm like, oh, it's her. And so like, I just kind of did my own thing. <laughs> and I'm like, back then it was kind of had like that heightened like anxiety. But now I look at yeah. her, I'm like, nah, okay, she's here. If she comes up to me and says hi, I'll say hi. If not, I'll just, I'm just going to do my own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then apparently according to my friend of almost 10 years, she like thought it was petty of me to not say hi to her, but then uh, also didn't really have much expectation of yeah. like, what she wanted me to do, mm, which is weird. Okay, I know I'm kind of getting a little off track, but like she, someone that I'm like I won't associate myself with. I can't handle the issues she has. You can only see them for a certain amount of time, or just not at all. Just not. It's, preferably not at all okay preferably not at they're, all. they're draining and it's like it just takes so much energy right yep and like they 
kind of still act the same. So I'm like, they haven't, they haven't learned anything from. I've heard she mellowed down a little, but still kind of like on oh, that. Prove it. No, just and I'm like, uh. <laughs> prove it. But no. And so like after dealing with that said friend group, and just to let you know, this was like my high school friends. Ah, for sure. My high school friends who I've been with like since like sophomore year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped talking to all of them, but one mm. and like, slowly from there on i've noticed that like my tolerance just kept on going down Uh, and down and down and then when i went through another existential crisis and full-on depression i was like fuck it i need help Mm -hmm. and so now i got help um i guess it's gotten a bit better but like i tend to not want to push my luck and sometimes the luck just dries out and i get caught off guard Mm. okay Crazy, I'm yeah, like, dude. I'm telling you, dude. I've had a wild life. Yeah, and I mean, I'm glad to see now that you're like you're gonna being able to acknowledge it and understand it now. Like, it just seems like you were with the the wrong people at the time, and oh, yeah. they were just like draining you and lessening like the things that you could take in and the things yeah. that you could do, and then you throw that on top of your condition, and then. Probably those exact same friends probably didn't understand what was going on at the time. Yeah. And then they added more to that mental and emotional, like, hindrance. And then you're finally able to separate from them. But then you ran into more people that were like that. And then it's just like, fuck, it just keeps going yeah, down and down and down. And <laughs> Don't censor this. Shout out to Fossa for helping me get a better mental state. Like, no bullshit, dude. Of course. Like, I was uh, a good friend of mine. I was like, you know, honestly, I think you joining FOSA has made you a better person. And, like, I thought about it, but, like, I'm a lot, like, compared, like, when you first met me at Electric Feels, compared me then to now. That's when I met you? Dang. It's been been a while. It's been a minute. July. Back back in July. A little under a year. But, like, (laughs) you could see, like, my energy is completely different if you remember how I was back then, Mm -hmm. you know? But, like, I was kind of low-key on, like, my condition only, um... One other person knew, but that's because they are going through the exact same thing. Mm. So they un- shout out like, that person. Oh, would have been my outing if they were picking up. One hundred percent, no bullshit. Mm. You know, but um, it felt good to have someone that truly understood what I went through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because it's like they understand my condition. I understand their condition because it's the same. And we dealt with the same bullshit with medical professionals. So it was a nice little support. Of course, you know? yeah. No, you always have, when you have people that you can relate to and people that truly understand you, it does help you open up more. And it's just that, that sense of relatability. It's just like, it's comforting. It is very comforting. And for you to just be able to explain that and, you know, say that you've had, you had someone like that, you know, yeah. it helps, you know, comfort me and, of course, yourself because you've talked about a lot of times how you know you haven't had many people that can really like fully empathize like or sympathize Sympathize. like you know what you're going through because few people have gone through it but you know you know seeing and hearing that those are like the moments right there that temporarily can like help with the emotional capacity type of things because you like you meet someone with that commonality and it's like boom 
extrovert now. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so are you going through this? I'm going through this too. So tell me about that. Let's just trauma dump each other because together. this is a once in a blue moon where it'll together. actually work, you know? Together. Together. You know? Like, I'll, I'll be real with you. The one time me trauma dumping to someone where it actually worked out mm. on like being good friends. Mm. Not gonna lie. Mm. You know? Because again, they're the only person I know with the same condition mm. going through the same symptoms and mm. dealt with the same bullshit the doctors do, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it was very reassuring. And I'm like, now, look, it was months. It took me a good while to kind of come to terms with everything. And I think I finally fully accepted it sometime earlier this week, mm-hmm. you know? Like, dude, you see me thriving. Shout out to Oopvan for hyping yeah. me up as the handicapped during competitive review. <laughs> You fine if I keep that or yeah? Ah, dude, we'll keep it. Shout out to oh, yeah. Okay, dude. there we go. There we go. Just make it sure. Just make it sure. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's just, it's like I said, you know, you've gone through the ringer, not just like with your personal stuff, but the ringer of like friends and like relationships and shit like that. And, you know, I, I hope you can agree with this, but like mm-hmm. regarding friendships and like, you know those relationships that you have it, it's on the upward it's on the it's on the trend even if you don't have everything you want right now because yeah. you were c- complaining to me about how certain people you know could not reciprocate that energy that you were trying to like receive since you were giving out that and then some mm-hmm. but you also you know when it comes to that too you want to focus on what you already have like you already have me you have Oop fam you have so many other people around you that would try their best to reciprocate that effort and you know it is all about just trying you know even if they aren't able to you know reach that if you see that they're trying to like get there at least Mm -hmm. what said people that you were complaining about it didn't seem like they were trying and you know those are the type of people that will get defensive over you calling them out for not trying because you know then they're gonna be all like picky and like mansplaining about like oh you're describing my definition of like effort my definition of like trying and shit like that it's like bullshit just do do better but people can't handle criticism these days (laughs) you know it's just a hill i'd rather not die on yeah especially how i know it's gonna Mm -hmm. be me against that entire group it's a uphill battle that you know is worth fighting for but like the how how would i word how how would i word this like the the good outcome is worth fighting for but that good outcome is very small (laughs) compared to the negative outcome the the chances (laughs) of it happening yeah that's better it's not worded you know the scale is just not in your favor Mm -hmm. you know it's probably a one to twenty kind of ratio you know like if you were to do it like shit that would change a lot of things in a good way mm mm-hmm but it's most likely just going to be like ignorance and stubbornness. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of apparent too, because it's like, I'm not the only one that felt it that way, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's that person still trying to, but it, at this point it feels like everyone gave up on him. You know, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I've heard the history. Yeah. And, but like, he's, actually kind of gave me Guya advice mm-hmm. at some points and like he does seem like he's improving mm-hmm. but like 
it, it's a it's a uphill battle of mm. very slow improvement but an improvement is improvement yeah and but this is what i can judge off of the little interaction i've had yeah with this person yeah like what is it like slow motion is still motion yeah, so dude. like you baby steps dude. baby steps you gotta, you know, you gotta celebrate those small steps crawl dude. before you walk walk before you run so on and so forth yada yada like, yada here's some things that i learned if mm-hmm. you ever go through really bad depression and can't do anything go ahead and just do the barest minimum you can so like because of my condition for a good while because you know i've literally lost a year's worth of education because of the shit Mm -hmm. um i was in bed till like 8 p.m Mm -hmm. stay up for a couple hours and then i'll be in bed sleeping for 14 hours minimum a day Mm -hmm. yeah you know on like when i was on a leave of absence from both work and school and it was hard for me to like get up, go brush my teeth. It was hard for me to get out of bed, sit down, and turn on my computer, on my mm. like, computer chair, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, I bought those disposable uh, dry toothpaste where it's like you don't need to put water, you just brush, and then yeah. it has like the end toothpick. I just had a bunch on my desk. I had like three packs. And like, if I couldn't physically brush my teeth to like go to the bathroom in the back, I just pop one of those and just wash it. It's better than nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the whole point. I'm doing the barest minimum to help me get by, yeah. So I don't feel like further crap about my hygiene and yeah. stuff like that, you know. Like, hey, I got out of bed, I was able to eat something. Now I'm bed. Hey, I yeah. still made some progress. Yeah, and that's it. The effort you we like it may not be where you want it to like be at the moment, but you're putting in that effort, and that effort is being noticed by yourself. And shown to like everyone else but again going back to the people that you are trying to like get closer to you know you could bring up that bare minimum like do you might be going through shit but do the bare minimum but it just doesn't seem like they're doing anything at all yeah. you know and what if but then the argument could be like but that is my bare minimum like you know, you know like, and if it is a bare minimum and you think you could do more then do more you know? yeah because again did dealing with a fucking disease that ruined my life basically but has me thriving in other ways Mm -hmm. and then dealing with all like my mental health bullshit Mm -hmm. you know i've learned a bit oh there's a lot of self like reflecting you know and so it's like this is stuff that i learned through trial and error because my therapist couldn't understand you know and i didn't have the energy to find another one or even book another appointment Mm -hmm. at one point you know so yeah and even then, I still somehow pulled through. Yeah. You know, you you put that bare minimum effort in. You put at least some effort in. And, you know, that type of stuff does help out with the emotional capacity aspect. Because if you just don't do anything and you're just complacent and you just stay stuck, that that's going to dwindle your emotional capacity over time. You yeah. know, you're just you doing the same thing over and over again, not getting any results, not seeing any progress anywhere you just that will just dwindle not even just your emotional capacity it will just dwindle everything Mm -hmm. so again it just it goes back to you know the people that you wanted to like get closer to it's just you know they them not even doing anything is lowering your emotional capacity Mm -hmm. because again you're putting in so much effort 
and it may not even be the most effort that you could put at the moment, mm-hmm. but you are putting effort in. Yeah. But you're not getting anything in return, and and you know it's not like they are forced to like do anything in return. But you know those friends that truly care about you would put in that time and effort to reciprocate. Yeah. Would at least inform you if they can or can't at the moment. But there's not even any communication about that. Yeah. So it's just like, what what is their outlook? And it goes back to what I was saying because we we discussed this a little bit prior to the podcast and it just talks about what i mean they're going through but it's very selfish that how i mean of course prioritize what you're going through of Mm -hmm. course but there's a difference between you know focusing on yourself and stepping on others to get to where you want to be and you know it may not seem like they're like actually stepping on you but the prioritized they're prioritizing themselves and it's becoming so tunnel vision that it is stepping on you and other people that are trying to make that time to possibly help them out, to possibly just want to hang out and possibly just do anything. Yeah. And that's where, you know, you, maybe me, other people, our emotional capacity, you know, it's, it's like that gauge is like, either like dwindling down or it's just getting filled up yeah to how much more we can take (laughs) i've like i've come more in tuned with my emotions again Mm -hmm. because i've had a lot of time just to self-reflect before i got back to school felt that bro imagine being bedridden for two months straight can't can barely do shit you know you you have a lot bro i've finished black clover in a week and a half 171 episodes love to see that (laughs) in a week and a half I, I have to, not done that since. I need to watch that. That was a good one. I recommend it. Oh, yeah. It does get stale in the middle, but it gets better later okay. on. Of course, of course. But no, and like because of it, like I've managed to become more in tune with my emotions and express how I feel, mm-hmm. you know? And there are times where it's just like, whew, that is a really bad trip. <laughs> Yo, how can help? Mm. Then like nothing, you know? Or like, or at least I try to express help by saying, oh, I'm having a bad trip. But mm-hmm. Because I don't know what to do in a bad trip. Yeah. You know, that's probably, it was the worst one I had. And mm-hmm. then, um, like, you know, or just, like, earlier today when, mm-hmm. you know, I saw the photo of said friend getting back with X from another friend that she fucked over. Uh, I, I just kind of started telling him, like, that's funny. I'm not surprised, but I'm also very upset. You yeah. know? And... then it just kind of got to the point where I'm like dude it's actually making me pretty sad and I'm like very disappointed Mm -hmm. and then yeah and then you 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 know the rest Mm -hmm. you know yeah and so it's like I was am able to just kind of express how I feel and just that much you know Mm -hmm. at least to the people I'm comfortable with of course of Um, course some others I'll probably be more upfront and blunt because I'm alright. Yeah. yeah, could be doing better. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, it it do be like that sometimes. You know. That's, but that's like, life. Like. <laughs> but no, and so it's like just being able to like find an emotional support group and be able to like openly express and have them like support you or even like be critical, like not to the point of like you dumb bitch, but like more like. You know, 
why not this approach or like hey this is what we learn this is what what we experienced you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that and just kind of be like open arms with each other yeah it's hard for guys to find a way to express their emotions most definitely you know you have the that stereotype and you know just that outlook on life throughout history of just you know strong men men no show emotion and shit like that but you know that is part of like someone being masculine too like a man being more in tune with their feminine side is you know something i see as masculine (laughs) but it just it just takes a lot of time for i guess that to be the normality of just life right now and you know it sucks that we gotta have to go through all these trials and tribulations and see like the the growth or the regression in our like emotional capacity (laughs) through trials and errors to hopefully get to where we want to be for me i you know if you get you know especially when i start drinking it like my feminine side really kicks in Mm -hmm. It, it becomes very apparent and like i have no control over that and like there reason I'm very comfortable with my sexuality, you know. I'm straight, but like I'm still very in tune with my feminine side, and that's because how I grew up, you know. Same here, same here. So like high school again, being straight was considered a minority, you know. It mm. was very heavy LGBT community, mm-hmm. and everyone I knew was like bi lesbian gay pansexual asexual whatever you know uh there are, again they're still straight guys and everything like that or like straight people mm-hmm. but it's, it wasn't very common mm-hmm. and then it was also majority female i think like four to seven four guys okay to seven some, something like that for sure for sure so it was like more towards almost a, a two to one ratio yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, um, and so like, obviously I had more female friends than guy friends Mm -hmm. and you know, they're feminine obviously. And so I managed to be more comfortable with that, Yeah, you know, and like uh, people did question my sexuality and I, I actually did too, Mm -hmm. you know, but like I thought about it I was like, no, I, I know I'm straight Yeah, and I've been able to keep like not feel weird about expressing that femininity Mm -hmm. in me yeah you know apparently some people don't like that but hey i I ain't stopping me no for real and i can really relate to that too because i grew up with like a single mother so for a majority of my life so you know seeing life from her perspective she was the mother and father figure so being with her and having to hang out with her friends so at like 10 to like 12 years old seeing the perspective of like middle-aged women and their life stories i feel like that's like helped out with my emotional capacity i guess because it's like having being the kid at the adult table you feel just like just listen literally just listening and it's like 
trying to understand and then like you know when you go home on the car ride home you're like mom like what what are y'all talking about like and then years later finally you're like like, oh it makes sense it makes makes sense sense now now. and it just I, i just see that impact now because you know i am also at times in tune with my feminine side like i just with how i act clothing too because i'll be going thrifting and you know i see clothing clothing at times can be like gender fluid so i'll be like you know or like gender neutral that's the better term my fault well you know um i'll be at like the women's section and seeing Mm -hmm. like clothing that like oh it looks nice i'll try it on and it works and i don't like i won't give a fuck about how people react about it i'll try it on buy it now it's mine or just overall just with friendships like at times i really just feel more comfortable opening up to women about more personal stuff and again that's just like because my mom's always just like you always have me to call you always have you know my mom's always checking up and you know that like i guess you know just i guess women just better understanding better listeners they're (laughs) easier to they're more in tune with their emotional side than mm-hmm. guys are in general. Like the mm-hmm. average female, ma- yeah. male. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know females tend to be more emotional. Yeah. You know, but, and that's fine. You yeah. Know, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, being able to have guys, like, have a guy support group of just being able to express how we feel, you know, it, it's very, very reassuring Mm -hmm. yeah it is it is very reassuring and you know those are like they really did help out when it comes to just understanding like our limits like emotionally and mentally when it comes to like the capacity of how much we can listen to someone or how much we can help out someone on that end and you know they've been through so much shit too some shit that we'll never be able to understand and you know, with their mindsets and with what they've gone through, you know, put that all together. And, you know, now we've just broke down just like how to just go about certain emotions. And now you could say with that, our capacity has, you know, been more understood or been, you know, increased to another like level where we can handle certain types of information better. Mhm. Yeah, dude. Like, it's it's hard at times, you know. And like, Very I, difficult. I, I still want to like express how I feel, but like, also at the same time, I feel like I just get brushed off, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Fuck you!" And then I move on, you know. You know, with one person, they're they're great, you know. Basically, I'm able to say whatever is on my mind, and they won't get mad if they don't understand it. They ask me to elaborate mm-hmm. and i will and goes same both ways you know it's yeah. like a two-way street i do it they do it we get along very well mm-hmm. you know and i do genuinely enjoy my time with them and be able to express how i feel and like they're they're good although at first i didn't have a good first impression of them <laughs> it, sometimes sometimes those be like the closest relationships you you meet someone and you're like this person's weird because that's like how i'm so close with like my two roommates like we didn't have the best perspectives on each other like we thought we were weird Mm -hmm. or like annoying and couldn't get along with each other but you know throughout time now these are like the closest people that i know (laughs) i was like 
So, you know, sometimes you got to... It, it's like you, you went through that hurdle right away of trying to, like, distinguish if they are truly someone you could hang out around. And, you know, again, it goes back to that emotional capacity because you, you nip that in the bud right away just to see, like, are they going to, like, drain me like that? Or, or am I going to be able to, like, handle just being around them for a certain period of time? And you learn that you can, and they actually help you. They actually help you with that type of stuff. Yeah. And... For a lot of friendships and uh, a lot of people, that's later on, and it might be like a little too late, <laughs> and then you realize like, oh, if I like realize this earlier, I probably wouldn't have to go through all this. Yeah, dude, it's gotten to the point; it's instinctual. Mm. So there are some people where I'm like, oh, I could vibe with them. Yeah, you know, I could say the most out of pocket shit; they'll laugh at it, and we'll have a great time. Mm-hmm. Some others, I'm like. Oh, the I I feel like I'm walking on eggshells, and I just barely met you. <laughs> uh, you know, I fucking felt that. I and so, oh, and gosh. so, it's like I tend to be very restricted on what I say. For sure, try yeah. not to joke about anything of about course. them. Yeah, what well, I know I can handle, but I don't think they can. And mm. like nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah. But it's like also at the same time, look, I've seen like out of pocket shit all the time. Yeah, you know. And so it, it's like I'm restricting myself just a little and it's like mm-hmm. if i have to walk i feel like i'm walking on eggshells i don't want to be doing that 24 mm-hmm. 7 exactly and you know, maybe they're cool like to party with and like yeah. have a great time and grab some cordial drinks. keep it cordially yeah, but, like, but like party buddies you know where i like, yeah. see them at a party we vibe have a great time move on with life you know mm-hmm. but not like one where i want to hang out with them on a regular basis exactly in exactly. fear of what i say might set them off yeah that's all the mysteries of life, you know. You never know how someone's going to interpret something. And that's just trial and error with finding the right people in your life. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we could have the most innocent perspective and the most, like, genuine, like, voice of reason. The most, like, real, just, like, opinion. But if they take it up the ass or if they misinterpret it, or, you know, they just are having a bad day. Like, mm-hmm. that could fuck over the whole relationship. And, yeah. you know, it goes to just trying to understand someone else's emotional capacity, too. Which, you know, takes a lot because you gotta, one, get to know the person a lot more. And you might have to dig in deeper when it comes to more personal type of info. Just to see, like, where they stand regarding their emotional capacity and then you know once you get that now then you can you know it sucks to say it like this but like but it goes both ways like limit testing what works and what doesn't work like it's a literal trial and error yeah yeah it's a literal like dude that's just fucking life man. like what 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 can i say when can i say it how can i say it? like why like this is me kind of going off like a little tangent or like off topic yeah something like you have you heard of generational trauma Mm, yeah you know like one of my friends the one that went through his country road trip existential crisis uh. he found out i'm insecure that's what he told me he's mm-hmm. like i'm insecure and i'm like took you long enough but i'm glad you found out i didn't tell him that way but i'm like i'm glad you like managed to find out like a root mm-hmm. of like what's going on with you mm-hmm. you know and so then they're like yeah and it came down to like oh my parents specifically the mother was just like 
never thought it was enough. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, you could be anything. No, you can't be. You, you no, you can't be a pilot. No, you can't join the military. No, mm-hmm. you can't be a cop. But you could do anything. Yeah. To, to like, snapping if they forget to do one small detail, or like you know, and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. like, knowing this person for fucking forever, dude. Oh my god, it's been forever. I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised, dude. Um, <laughs> at first, he he was overly critical with everyone because that's how he was raised. Mm. You know, yeah. parents, specifically oh, I, the I mother, being I overly critical. <laughs> and so Yikes. then he realized, oh, wait, this is why I feel like nothing is good enough for me. Uh... You know? And so now he's going through the process of like, yeah, it's fine. You know, you're doing enough. You know, you've saved a lot. You're probably one of the more successful people in the age range you are in kind of thing. You no, know? for real. And so there's that. And then like for me, well, like some of it is like immigrant. I don't know. I'm the first one in my entire family to be born here in Vegas, mm-hmm. you know. And like my parents are refugees from a war at their own home country. So they literally came here with nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and managed to build get us a home that's paid off and like help me pay for school and almost graduated you know help me pay for a car pay for gas you mm-hmm. know help support me through my crippling disease you know and but like growing up i was always compared to my older sister you know and it was like i didn't create my own identity until i hit college because mm-hmm. i was just a shadow of her you know i always did what she did but it was never good enough because she just did it better mm-hmm. you know and so it was hard for me to kind of really figure out who I really am. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I put my foot down and, like, stop comparing me to her. Then it went to her deadbeat boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Barely graduated, barely finished school, like, culinary school, everything like that. Deadbeat, I'm telling you. They're no longer together. Mm-hmm. Okay. My sister is dating another soon-to-be doctor, so good for her. But, no, and so, like, as I went to therapy and realized what's going on, I went up to like my dad specifically because he's the one that kind of did it more mm-hmm. I was like look i don't hold anything against you with you comparing me to my sister and mm-hmm. her boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. because i know you thought that was the best way to motivate me to do better mm-hmm. i just want to let you know now that was the worst way it was i had the hardest time figuring out who i am as a human being and mm-hmm. i did not have self-confidence but I do not hold any malicious intent towards you over it because I know you were trying your best to raise mm-hmm. me. You know, I've told him this multiple times and it's like one of those where that could have been the generational trauma mm-hmm. that I could have brought down to my kids and then they would have mm-hmm. brought down to their kids. Mm-hmm. And like, I've, I've, I've noticed I would start comparing, you know, and like you probably noticed that too, but it's because that's how... I was kind of raised and like I try to be like more aware of it and like not put it in a bad light kind of situation mm-hmm. you know so if it's like if I see a similar situation I'm like huh compared to like how I experienced something similar to this in the past mm. this is the outcome that happened let's try something else mm. is how I try to spin it off you know so it's nothing always negative but more like hey you know you've been in a similar situation let's take a different approach mm-hmm yeah you know and everything just leads down to oh it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't you move on and you find something else that works so so it seems like you've really just like learned a lot more about yourself and how you work towards like just 
grasping and like just l- l- taking in things and seeing things from certain perspectives and you know again it just goes back to what i said like way earlier again it's just like you know we all have our similarities all our differences but it's how we work mm-hmm. and what we do to try and understand ourselves the best and you know with that knowledge that we have what we've gone through what we are learning what mentors or mentees that we have in our lives you know we put that into this, this thing we call life and trial and error we mm-hmm. just hope it works and i think that's like where people just kind of stop you yeah know, they fail and they're like whatever i give up it's con- consistency consistency it is you gotta i keep... don't know okay i don't know about you but like you remember at unlv orientation yeah do you remember yours at all yeah, yeah okay did you ever watch a video about grit yeah 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 see every single year since my freshman year of high school till that orientation mm. i've been hearing about grit my orchestra teacher every single year back in high school he's retired now mm-hmm. really good uh he was a bit of a weirdo but like he, he was pretty cool mm-hmm. you know um he would always talk about grit and show us that ted ted ed video of grit yeah and then we saw it and then once i saw it, it at unlv orientation i was just like mr reinhardt's you could keep it okay um i was like god damn it reinhardt's and then funny enough turns out i left my class ring at his house Hmm. so i drove over to pick it up and like shook his hand i'm like by the way i just had my unlv orientation the other day and we talked about grit and he's like yeah Mm. you know and i think that's what a lot of people also lack you know it's like just that little grit of like continuing forward yeah. and keeping it disciplined you know yeah. and it, it's it's a skill that needs to be developed it's not something that like oh someone has more of it no it's literally something that you need to instill into yourself instill it, yeah. you know and for me i don't have as much grit as i did before because mm. i'm burnt out yeah but like motherfucker i'm seven classes away from graduating i ain't gonna fucking stop now yeah no for real <laughs> I'm almost done. I hate this school, dude. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. Because, you know, you got... It's the it's the moments when you don't see those results or whenever you take a step back, you're like, fuck, I got to make up for last time or I'm, I must not be doing something right. And then that's when, like, that overthinking mindset or it's like that complacency comes in. It's just like, what am I doing wrong? What can I... Yada, yada, yada. Oh, why are they, like, up here? And, why? you know, that comparisons like you brought yeah. up earlier... And then that just fucks up with your mental capacity. No, like, <laughs> dude, uh, friend, K-drama friend, <laughs> she graduated, and, you know, I started UNLV before her, and, mm. like, in my head, and hell, it, even with other old high school people that I used to hang out with, I see them graduating before me, and mm. at first... My initial thought was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm fucking I pathetic, you know? felt that. But then I realized, Nestor, you just became crippled. It's okay. Mm. You know, like, you just have, like, the, the biggest setback of your life that basically ruined it and limited you on, like, basically everything, mm-hmm. you know? There's a lot that I want to do, but my body's physically like, <laughs> nope, or you will be bedridden. No, potentially permanently. That's yeah. the scary part, dude. Zero out of ten would not recommend. Not even on my worst enemies. That's how bad it is, dude. For sure, for um, sure. But, like, it's, like, I managed to learn to give myself that grace. And that, mm-hmm. like, my pace is okay. 
you know? Oh, yeah. And so, like, I've learned two classes is, like, probably the most I'm able to manage outside of all my hobbies, whatever events that I go to, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or else I probably would be stuck in bed mm-hmm. even more than I am right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Give yourself that leeway, you know? You know Don't the- be too hard on yourself because... I I mean that's something I'm trying to learn right now and because I am usually that like perfectionist type of person trying mm-hmm. to get that best outcome but you know you're only gonna do more damage to your mentals and your emotional self if you're always trying to find that best outcome or always work 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 to just get to somewhere that you know you will get to at some point but yeah. if you no need to rush because you have you know a whole life to live and of course you want to utilize all that time to the fullest but you want to make sure that you are doing your best first before you you know go into all these things and it all starts with you know where you are mentally emotionally and physically and then you know then you take those steps forward that are necessary for like the improvements the changes and the outlooks on life and then you know you can finally put that foot in the door, one step in the door, and then, you know, you start going. And then that's where that first step finally begins because it's a whole bunch of preparation for that trial and error and a whole bunch of preparation just to, you know, get that one victory that you've been waiting for your whole life. (laughs) Bro, just the fact that I... People from my past, I still live in their head rent-free, and they kind of still talk shit about me as a fucking dub in my book. You're fucking up their emotional capacity, and you're not even there. <laughs> Bro, I barely remember them, and they're still talking shit. Like, dude, Hell that yeah. fucking says something. Hell yeah. Presence left. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I know I said this, like, prior to, like, fucking, uh, before the podcast, but, mm-hmm. like, one of them was like, you know, Nestor deserves to be on medication, and I'm like, mm. huh? Are you still blaming me for your women issues? Huh? <laughs> Too bad. Because I am know. maidenless but happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got that Elden self-love. Ring reference, please. It was an Elden Ring reference. <laughs> I haven't played the game, so... Oh, it's fucking... Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, you know, you see here. He has that self-love now and that self-worth. It may not be perfect. It may not where he wants to be at yet. But it goes back to what he said about effort. He is at least putting in that effort. And then that just does wonders to his mental and emotional state. Yeah. So even though, you know, he had his moment tonight, like he was trying to get out of it. And I hope that you are doing better at the moment than you were like an hour ago. I dude. (laughs) I'm thriving now. I mean, no response back. Probably fell asleep. But hey. They don't, if she doesn't reply, then I guess the friendship's over and whatever, dude. You move and you have better people in your life. I mean, blast from the past. They were so. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, you know? And I can't control that as much as I still want to be friends with them and, like, be there. It's just frustrating to see the aftermath of Uh her decisions. You know, like Sonic Kid has yeah. said. One less person to, mm-hmm. you know, stress about. And, you know, those people that were impacted, you know, they dropped this person too. And 
join the club. You can join their club now. Hell yeah, <laughs> but no, it, it it was wow. I didn't expect to like break down that hard earlier though. It happens, it man. Happens, dude. It's it's needed at times to just let that all out because you never realize like how much you are holding in until it's you know until it's gone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like it was it was all right. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing good. Yeah. It sucks losing potentially the friend, but it's not the first time. You know, it's you, not the first time. You win some, you lose some, you gain, you lose, and you know when it comes to that, it's always a life lesson underneath all that. <laughs> exactly. Dude. Uh, it's just a matter of how you approach it and cope of with course, it. Of course, of course, and I know you're gonna do a better job at processing it and coping with it compared to other people looking back <laughs> could i have done better to be a better friend with them yes 100 percent. but also at the same time you know being tossed mm-hmm. as in a convenience whenever they tried reaching out to you it's just like bro why why would i want to mm. put in that effort yeah and then like the consistent flaking it's like why would i want to mm-hmm. continue i'll put in the same energy that you put in yeah you know that's my philosophy those what ifs those i could have done better you put that towards the friends that do care about you so you could possibly be that person that helps, you know, improve someone else's emotional capacity. Exactly. Let Help them being able to understand more emotions more so they, you know, that cycle continues. They learn from you. They pass on that information to the next person. Yeah. So on and so forth. And next thing you know, we're everyone's therapist, you know? <laughs> I hope I can be a good clear to my audience. You will. You Uh, will. You know, because, like, I I was already been, like, kind of pondering in my imaginary orb, like, what could I have done better Mm -hmm. in the near future over it? You know, because I I think at the current state of where I was, I'll try not to do that again. Lesson learned. Yeah. It's hard a lesson to avoid doing, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but, like, how to approach it without trying to murder someone no for real yeah because you know the moment i saw the guilt tripping messages and i'm like no i i know i know it's your guys's business but like also there's the the fucking dumpster fire that was caused because your of business it. is impacting me so i'm gonna say something about it so it doesn't impact me anymore <laughs> like, bro, like <laughs> bro you're fucking with my D party please stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know Okay. Any last words on emotional capacity? Uh, just um, any words of wisdom, advice regarding that? Anyone in your shout out? Anything? Anything? Shout out to my H two hoes. <laughs> Water is great. Health is wealth. Health is wealth. Um, ironic coming from me. But um, I don't know, just give yourself grace, and if you need that space, that's fine. Bars. You know, <laughs> have a good one. Yeah, and then for myself, you know, of course, giving yourself grace is that's it's always good. You know, you 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 really want to recognize the the effort and time that you're putting in when it comes to these things. That's really gonna help you in the long run. You, you pat yourself on the back at times. You celebrate those small victories. The small victories are really gonna keep your emotional and mental like self sane. Because, you know, that's a good way to keep track of growth, 
progress, you know, who you want to be. And when it comes to the emotional capacity side of things, you, uh, you want to surround yourself with the right people, right mindset, maybe the right morals, ethics, just if they're on the right track of life and, you know, that y'all could grow together with one another, you feel. And when you have those type of people, you know, communication is key, honesty, transparency, and just being able to just be comfortable in your own skin around certain those type of people will do you wonders for just your emotional capacity because the facades, the personas, you know, it's like excessive layers that will make it harder for you to understand yourself and understand others. So, again, having that transparency with yourself and other people and fully just accepting the the ways of just listening and comprehending because those are very underutilized, underrated, and misinterpreted when it comes to just life. So listening is very important. Comprehending is very important. And just simply doing that could make someone's day and help them be sane and help their mental and emotional capacity, you know, be at a level where it's not too stressful. So with that... Thank you guys for coming out. Episode 10 of the Half and Half podcast. That is consistency. Uh, So thankful for all the support, all the love, everything y'all are doing for this podcast. Y'all are showing out. Y'all are commenting. Y'all are just, just your presence is more than enough for me, honestly. I'm very thankful for that. And Nestor take us out all right have a good night y'all good morning good evening happy birthday happy whatever holidays for y'all take it easy peace